0: Hi, this is Daily Life in Christ, and I'm Cindy Newbecker. And today we're going to talk about what are you saying? And this is part two. Um, And in a review, we'll talk, we were talking about words and um, how your words are the steering wheel, the steering wheel of our lives. Okay, because as we read in James three, that our words can change and alter the course of our lives and that course can be set on fire by hell in other words your words can be coming right from hell essentially and changing the course of where you the direction we were supposed to go the way we were supposed to live our lives the things we were supposed to do but our own mouths changed it and um It's, it's a, it's a huge thing. It's a very, very important thing, because what we say matters to our own lives and our own destinies, but it also matters to others' lives and others' destinies, especially like people you have authority over, like your own children, grandchildren, things like that. If we speak into their lives, and teachers too, like teachers and uh, students, if we speak into their lives something to the effect of, you're stupid, or you're not real bright, or that kind of thing you can affect their them for the rest of their life thinking that they are just not real bright that they can't comprehend when in all truth they probably can and you know you know you may be one of those people who was profoundly affected by words like that spoken over you when you were young and um, that's serious that's very serious and plus, you know just just the just the um, you can hurt someone's feelings obviously you can hurt their heart you know, which is, you know, it can heal. But, you know, starting from hurting someone's heart to uh, changing and altering their destiny and or your own, you know, destiny. Um, is that's big stuff. And that is done with our words. And we talked about that saying um, when you were a kid, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but uh, words can never hurt me. Well, that's absolutely untrue. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can hurt you and they can be an effect affect you long after the bones have healed. Those those words can profoundly affect you. Okay? So that's actually not a true thing and probably shouldn't be repeated because it's it's not helpful. <laughs> um so um today we want to talk about, because we talked about the importance of our words, right? So we get it. It's important. What we say is very, very important, but how does that work? Like why would be a good, you know, why, why does that matter what we say? Right. Well, let's look at how God uses His words And, and God and Jesus should be our example because we are told to be, to live like them. Right so we should look at what they did now you you can't we don't always want to think about well it's god i mean how can i be like god well you can't in the form of jesus was was god in the flesh so but let's look at god himself let's just look at this because it's particularly cool um well first of all let's read romans four seventeen. this is abraham is talking about um it's talking about abraham um He's our father in the sight of God and whom he believed. he's talking about how he believed in God the God who gives life to the dead and he calls into being things that are not so how to do that he calls into being things that are not well let's look at Genesis Genesis is the first book of the Bible and it is the place in the first chapter where everything was created where God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and in verse, chapter 1 and verse 3 um, is where God starts this creation process. And he, in verse 3, says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Th- then God said. He spoke it. It was. But I also want to tell you this. In the Hebrew, this wasn't <clears throat> quite so sweet and fluffy sounding. Oh, let there be light, and there was light. God actually said, Light be. And when he said that, light was. God wasn't wishy-washy or sweetsy with it. He spoke it on purpose. He's, his words had purpose and they had direction and he spoke them and used them like tools. And they did exactly what he spoke them to do. Okay? Um, so in the... The third verse, look, at I have and in chapter 1, verse 3, 9, 14, 20, and 24. All of those verses is where he's talking and, exp- and where he is creating the earth, the oceans, the animals, the, the vegetation, all of it, right? Where he's creating everything and every bit of it was spoken into being and that's what it means in Romans where it says that he speaks life to the dead and calls into being things that are not he calls them he speaks them they become um you know, like we'll go to verse I'm not going to read all of them but in verse 9 it says and God said let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so ground so g- dry ground may appear so this is where the oceans were created And when he spoke that it happened you know and he didn't he didn't speak it lightly he spoke it with some I would say some force most likely because that's what it implies in the in the original Hebrew and and when he spoke it he spoke it with intent and he and what he said happened right he called it he he created it with his own words okay now when we get to um, verse 27 it says so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them um and in hebrew in hebrew um i think it's the like the old jewish um the rabbis and things um what they say this is what this is literally saying is that he created speaking spirits that that's what we are speaking spirits which is awesome because first of all you're a spirit you're you are a spirit your spirit looks like you you are a spirit you have a soul your soul is your mind your will your emotions kind of like your personality and then you have a body so you are you're a triune being just like God God's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are, we are spirit, soul, and body. Our body that we have, we have to live here on this Earth. Because in order to live and function in a physical Earth, we need to have a physical body. And we have a body made of this Earth, the dust of of the ground. So, our spirit is who we are it's who we are so when he created us like when he created adam and he held him up and the scriptures say that he held him you know he created him he made him out of the he made the he made the um his body out of the dirt and he held him up and he blew into his mouth that's when he was blowing that spirit that hold that spirit into him and he became a living spirit with a body that had a soul now your soul I'm sorry, your spirit can live and does live and will live for eternity. Spirits are eternal. They have a soul connected to them. That's your mind, your will and your emotions. Your spirit and your soul stay together. But your body is not eternal and your body can't live without your spirit. So when your spirit leaves your body, you're done on the earth. Your, your, you. Do they just sets aside your body and the spirit lives forever? Now it'll live forever in heaven or it'll live forever in hell, but it will live forever. Okay. That's why you know eternity is a long time, and what we do here matters greatly, and how we are going to spend our eternity. So, the the cool thing about this is the fact that we are a spirit. What's what what they're saying is we are a spirit but and we've been given the right to speak words. So we are speaking spirits now speaking spirits. Um, have a lot of authority and can create and and cause things to happen with their words. And we we as a people typically don't know the absolute utter importance and. Um, Power that we have, that we have in us, by the fact that we can create with our mouths, with our words. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go create another world. We're not doing things like that. But, but I mean, we read in James that we can actually mess up our own destiny or speak our, our destiny. We can speak ourselves into going the right way or the wrong way. And, and that's creative, right? That is creating the way you're supposed to go. And you're doing it with your mouth. Um, well, let's look at Jesus. Oh, because we're talking about, you know, we were, we were, we were created in the image of God and we are created to be like Jesus. Jesus told us, be, do what I do, believe, you know, act like I act, do what I do. So let's, I'll give you a couple examples, a few, what do I have? Three, I think. Two, I don't know. Anyways, there's tons. (laughs) You can read the New Testament. You will find tons. Of, examples of how Jesus used his words. But um, in Matthew um, 8, 2 through 3, in the uh, New King James Version, it says, And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus put his hand out and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. I want you to think about what he didn't say. Well, let's, let's go back because that's something I wanted, you to, I wanted to think about too. Where God, when God was creating uh, the heavens and the earth and everything was right. Dark and void. And what you would never heard God say was, wow, it's dark. Man, it's dark out there. You know, he never said that. He never spoke the problem. He spoke the answer. He looked at the darkness, which was the problem, and spoke, light be. Well, Jesus did the same thing. Think about what Jesus didn't say here in this situation. He's got a man standing here facing him that has leprosy. What he didn't say was, ooh, that is some nasty leprosy. (laughs) Because leprosy was yucky and gross and... And it was, you know, fingers fell off and parts of their body fell off and things. And it was just gross, but he didn't say that. He didn't even address the nastiness of the problem. He simply spoke the answer. I mean, that is something to really think about, isn't it? I mean, it makes me want to just kind of think about how often I do that. (laughs) Not nearly like I would like to, and often talk the problem way too much. But I'm working on it. Um, and look at Mark 4, 29, or I'm sorry, 39. Um, it says, then he arose and rebuked the the wind. So in this in this scripture, um, he was the disciples, him and the disciples were in the boat. They were crossing the um, crossing the lake and um, or the sea, I guess. And he arose and and what what i'm sorry what happened was he was sleeping in the boat and the disciples got scared because a great big storm came up and it was really rocking that boat it must have been some kind of storm because these were fishermen used to water used to being out there and i'm sure they'd encountered plenty of storms but this one apparently scared them and so um they woke him up and he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. What he didn't say was, as he woke up, wow, I can't believe I slept through that. <laughs> or, wow, this is a bad storm as he's getting blown in the face with the wind and the, and the rain and all this stuff. No, he didn't speak anything about the problem. He didn't say anything about it. He just stood up and said, peace, be still have you ever done that with weather it is so fun <laughs> i've done it it works and it was and and it's fun it's fun to do not just to be flippant but i have many times had we've had storms we would see coming um where i live in michigan coming across the the, the Lake Lake Michigan and that it was going to come right in our area and the prediction was it was going to be such high winds that trees were going to fall and blah 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 or whatever whatever the thing was or ice or whatever it was right and it was coming right at us and so I just stood up and pronounced no you don't I call peace and you will not disturb my home nor hurt it I will have no broken trees or hurt you know broken roof or broken windows or messed up cars or anything that that storm wants to do rain is good we need rain but we don't need storms those kind of destructive storms are not from the lord and so you can i stood up and said that and more than once we'd watch the radio the the radar later how that storm came across split went around our area and came back together again and went on. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad for the people that didn't stand against it, but we did. We don't even lose our electricity, hardly. I can't even tell you. Everybody we know has lost their electricity regularly through storms. We know we don't. Now, it's not because we're so wonderful. It's not. We're not that <laughs> wonderful. And we're surely not perfect. And nor do we deserve it. It's not because we deserve things. It's because we know the power of our words. So we speak them. We use them as tools. We know what God's word says. So we follow what he says. Okay? And he says, if he did it, we can do it. And he did it. So I do it. <laughs> it works. I, one time, oh, one time I was watching a tornado form out in the back of my. Backyard. I was looking out my back window, and I looked up, and I knew the weather was pretty bad, and I could see it starting. the The funnel was starting, and I spoke to it and said, "You get back up there. There will not be a tornado here." And it did. It just dissipated. <laughs> I don't mind telling you that is fun stuff. Um, I I think it's important just to, and these those are a couple examples, but. We wanted to understand that our words have power, just like, just like Jesus, you know, just like God. We need to control them. We need to use them on purpose to build and to create and to do good and not to tear apart and tear down and hurt and, and drive things off course. Our own life or anybody else's. Okay. Um. Uh, let me see here So here's the thing Why do why does it work? I'll, I'll tell you that here's here's what I wanted to get to why does that work? Why why do things happen when you speak them like I know you know some people will speak to a storm But they're so afraid that it's going to do it hurt them anyways that it never it never changes anything Well, when God or Jesus, when Jesus spoke, he had faith in his own word. He knew what God's will was. He knew God's character and plan. And so because of that, he could speak in line with that and had the faith in those words to cause them to go and do exactly what they're supposed to do. And like I said, use them like a tool. they both have faith in their own words. So that's the big thing. That's that's the part that so matters where this is concerned. How much are you believing the words you're speaking? Now sometimes, in you know, you believe your words more than you think you do. You know, like, especially in a negative way. Especially if it's against yourself. But often we say things, you know, we don't think necessarily that we have a lot of faith in those words but if we say them enough we gain some faith in those words and we're going to speak some things right into being that we don't want we don't want okay so just remember words come out of your mouth they go and if there's faith with them they'll produce something they'll produce something good or something bad there is no such thing as idle words Out of words, they don't just come out and fall, they come out and do something, okay? So remember that. Remember we talked about your words, your mouth is a steering wheel of your life. If you can remember that and keep that as a picture in your mind, okay? Everything I'm saying here is going to steer me in one way or the other. That'll help. That'll help to control the words that are coming out, Okay. Alright, so our next podcast, we're going to talk about um, um, our words and can we, um, what our words can do when we put faith in them and we add faith with them. And I gave you a couple examples there because um, it's really cool. So, um, thank you for joining me today and I'll see you on our next podcast.